Welcome to Junior L's and Now What? Topic episode 33, ultimate episode 75. So as I mentioned on the previous episode, the interlude episode, my, my family and I went on a little trip. And part of that trip was to spend time with family. And part of it was to just get away from you know home and town and work and school, etc. And part of the trip was to uh, have an opportunity to listen to conference, which happens twice a year with the, uh, within the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We get a chance to listen to the prophets and the apostles and other leaders and, and get spiritually uplifted. Um, there's typically five sessions over the course of a weekend, uh, around an hour and a half to two hours of pop, usually three on Saturday and two on Sunday. And uh, and I took away some pretty amazing things from this particular conference. And so um, most of this particular podcast is going to be more just stating things that I took away from it, which are really going to probably lead to uh, more specific focused topics for future episodes. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time on each individual one of them. Um, but each one of these was an aha moment for me. So I, I felt like I needed to share them. So we're going on the list. I've got seven of them on my list right now. And uh, so again, we'll see. Um, and again, hopefully I can read my penmanship because I was writing this until like midnight last night, my, my notes to prepare. So hopefully I wasn't too delirious. So the first one on the list uh, was a quote given on one of the Saturday sessions. And it said, tests compare what we know versus what we need to know. Um, this mortality, we understand that it serves a couple of purposes. One of them is to gain a physical body, but one of them is also to be tested. And it's very interesting if you look at it beyond this mortality uh, from the perspective of what's coming or what's in the post-mortem uh, or post post-mortality existence, uh, the eternities, if you will. What tests are we going through here as they pertain to what we should be expecting to see after this mortality. Um, I think that that statement sheds a lot of light on what we should be expecting to have happen or to do or to see. Um, so food for thought. Uh, I may expand on that one with my own research for future podcasts, but for now, just think about that. Um, it, it definitely makes the concept of tests, I actually think, less stressful um, because a lot of times we're, we're freaking out because we're taking a test in school. And for those of us with uh, test anxiety, it's it's harder to take a test. But if you look at it from the standpoint of, um, you know, this is what I need to know versus what I know, I think it, it adds a practical application to things. Um, and for those of us who haven't been to the other side um, this definitely sheds some light or insight into what we should be expecting. All right, item two, for he that receiveth, I will give more. This is a, a, a quote from the scriptures. Uh, we've all heard it before. Um, it, it's referenced actually quite a few times in the New Testament when uh, Christ is teaching some of his various different parables. But one of the, the words in that statement that really strung a chord with me, and, and obviously those of you who listen know I'm an extremely literal person. And I know that most things, especially scriptorially speaking, uh, are taken both uh, metaphorically as well as literally in most cases. Um, there's, there's often, if not always, more than one meaning to everything we read. I, I've wondered what the term receiveth means in this context. We often get things in life. Um, we're handed things, whether it's gifts, whether it's stuff just around us. I mean, for heaven's sakes, the air we breathe is something we're given by Mother Earth or trees or the ocean or whatever. 
but are we receiving it? Which I think there's a pretty significant distinction there. So this is definitely one that I will exercise in a future topic and contemplate the concept of receiving. We, we've discussed it a little bit when we were talking about uh, gratitude in, a, in an earlier podcast back in the first year. Um, but I think this goes a little deeper than that. Item three is learn how to choose. Uh, for those people like myself who are both literal as well as uh, filled with anxiety, there's the concern about what if I make the wrong choice and therefore not choosing seems like the proper course of action. Sometimes we use the phrase, I don't care, or I don't want to decide or any number of things like that. And a lot of that is driven by fear, uh, fear of like the butterfly effect, right? The concept that, um, you know, if you were to go back in time and kill one butterfly, the downstream ripple effect could be absolutely enormous. Um, so the, the truth is, is from that standpoint, um, you know, what if we made that one small mistake? Uh, the scriptures give what could be construed as contradictory statements. One of them is, um, lean not unto thine own wisdom. And another one is, it is not meet that I should command in all things. Um, and so it's, it's kind of like, well, okay, where's that happy middle ground? Where do I make the decisions? And so I, I want to spend some time on this one because I think that the concept of exercising how to learn to choose is one of the most important things we can learn to do in this life. Uh, some of us choose on a whim. Some of us take a long time to choose. Some of us take a long time and never choose. And in fact, that is a choice to not choose. Um, so I, I think this is an important one for, for us to discuss. Item four I thought this was one of the most intriguing quotes. You are good enough and loved, but that doesn't mean you are complete. Uh, I think that a lot of times we draw this line above us that says, this is the line I have to cross to be good enough. And we compare that delta of where we're at to that line, and it creates despair. It creates a feeling of insecurity. But what this quote tells me is, really, that line is beneath us, um, but there's still room for growth. So yes, to say we are good enough is, is spectacular. That should fill us with hope. Um, for those of you who are aware of uh, role-playing games, um, there's a series of role-playing games called Final Fantasy. Um, they're, they're my passions from when I was a child, and, and I still love them. And one of the predominant things in all role-playing games is leveling up is the term used to grow your character in some fashion, whether it's an attribute, whether it's strength, speed, stamina, whatever the case may be. But leveling up is the thing. And the way you level up a character typically comes from experience gained or things that you're supposed to do to get stronger. So what is the point of leveling up your character? Is it just to be stronger? Is it, is it arbitrary like that? Or is it because there's something you need to achieve but you can't achieve it until you've obtained that experience, until you've gained that level. And I think when I, when I heard this quote, you are good enough and loved, but that doesn't mean you are complete. It, it really boils down to the earlier concept of the test. We're being tested not on what we know so much, but on what we need to know. And so there's, there's, this, there's this point on this mountain that we're trying to climb, this milestone that we want to achieve. But we shouldn't fill ourselves up with despair because we haven't leveled up enough to get there. We should fill ourselves up with hope to say, right now, we're, we're where we're at. 
And that was huge to get there. We should pat ourselves on the back, ask somebody else to pat ourselves on the back because I don't know about you, but I hurt my shoulder when I pat myself on the back. Um, but uh, but we still need to to open our eyes and, our, and broaden our minds and realize we need to level ourselves up to get to that next milestone. Anyway, so that was, that was really kind of neat. Um, I, I'm hoping to spend some time on that one as well. There was another one. This is item five on my list. And that is true identity. Uh, this world is filled with so much confusion. And we've talked about this on this podcast, so I'm not going to harp on it right now. Um, but this is something I want to really expand on. Uh, because what is our true identity? Uh, are we our parents' children? Are we our heavenly parents' children? Uh, are we our, you know, siblings' siblings? Um, what is an identity and what is our true identity? Um, item six. This one was really kind of almost a slap in the face for me, not in a bad way, kind of a, a more of an, a, a wake up reminder. Um, but the quote is, um, do you remember when Christ dot, 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 question mark. And, and this came up with the idea that um, when we're asked questions that have some kind of uh, spiritual or gospel reference, a lot of times, and especially this is true for me, I want to go back and quote my you know favorite prophet or my favorite um, uh, person who had the greatest story. But I don't always remember that you know Christ is supposed to be the center of all of this. I mean, he's the cornerstone. And therefore, no matter how many other things I reference, I should always reference Christ at least in one way, shape, or form. Um, whether it's because you know he was the one who guided them to do it, or he himself um, had uh, you know the experience. You know, again, it's fascinating. He lived for 33 years in this mortal frame, and of those 33 years, other than some very minor, brief glimpses into his history, um, we really only have an understanding of the last three years of his life. Um, all of the Gospels in the New Testament are about just those three years, and then his teachings for the rest of the New Testament are again based off of those three years. Um, and so there's so much there uh, that we just need to remember to reference. I, I just thought that was it was an eye opener, a reminder. And so the final one, item seven on this, is something that President Nelson came out and said. Uh, this was something he gained from some, I guess, linguistical historians into uh, some like the ancient languages, ancient Hebrew and stuff. And that is another definition of the word Israel. So most, if not all of us, are a descendant of Israel in one way, shape, or form, or the 12 tribes of Israel. And uh, the term Israel is let God prevail. Um, I don't want to spend any time on this right now. I just more want to put it out there to think about. And I, I want to study up on what the word prevail means and as it pertains or relates to our life. I, I think that'll be something fascinating to study. So... Um, so this is the, this is kind of where I've just given a string of things in this podcast, um, more hopefully thought provoking for you, definitely thought provoking for me and stuff that I'm going to start studying in depth and, and spend some of these podcasts talking about maybe all seven of them, maybe just a handful. We'll have to kind of see where I'm guided as I'm doing my research. But, um, here, here's, here's my modified quotes that I give, uh, every podcast, um, and this is something I'm going to take to heart for myself personally. What if the only way to achieve your maximum potential, or in my case, my maximum potential, is to stop thinking about how we need to convince others that they're right or wrong, but instead determine what we need to do to get the experience points that we need 
to level up, not to be selfish, really to be selfless. Because sometimes we spend so much time, as the scriptures say, focusing on the moat that is in someone else's eye, we don't pay attention to the beam that is in our own. And so, to the end, now what portion of the podcast? And now what? I want you to think about and to put into practice what are the things you need to do to gain those experience points to level up? And what are the next milestones that you need those experience points for? What is that next test that you need to have that knowledge for to move on? So to end this podcast, um, thank you all for listening. Smile, be happy. Remember that you're worth it. Don't fall into despair. That is Satan's trap. Embrace hope. It's there, I promise. Um, And uh, to, to end with just some comedy, some levity. Uh, This is a a meme I saw recently that I thought was comical. Is it safe to keep having kids after 35? No, 35 kids is already too many. Have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening.